glad you've joined us on Songs of Praise, an hour of musical reflection to encourage your heart. Then I failed at what 
If we keep on the sunny side of life Keep on the sunny side, always on the sunny side Keep on the sunny side of life It will help us every day, it will brighten all the way If we keep on the sunny side of Hope you're enjoying Songs of Praise. Here's some more inspirational music.
that the Lord has his hand on you, safe and secure. He will never abandon you. You are his treasure, and he finds his pleasure in Myth or legend, 
Songs of Praise continues with more inspirational music. Tell you all about 
ears and bow the knee.
of praise. It's our desire to encourage and uplift your thoughts to our loving Creator God. Think about His love.
satisfies, oh, he satisfies, he satisfies my desires. Oh, think about his love, his love. think about his Savior will 
psalms of ancient days. Rejoice, 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 give thanks and sing. Praise Him who reigns on high, the Lord whom we adore, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, one God forevermore. Rejoice, 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 give thanks and sing. Rejoice, 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 give thanks and sing. Join us again next time on Songs of Praise, brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio, to enjoy more uplifting music. Welcome to 3ABN Australia Radio's book reading program. The book, The Ministry of Healing by Alan White, provides sound counsel regarding holistic health. It covers all aspects of living that contributes to good health like cheerfulness, fresh air, exercise, diet, and positive relationships with other people, to name a few. Crucial also is a personal relationship with our Creator, who gave us life and everything we need for health and happiness. In this book, Alan White deals with sickness of the soul and the healing balm to be found by trusting God in all things. Written in simple, beautiful language, ministry healing will point to a life full of joy and happiness, a life connected with the source of healing power. Let's join our book reader, Rosalie Ricards. Hello, this is Rosalie, and I'm reading from the book Ministry of Healing by Alan White. Chapter 10 Helping the Tempted Not because we first loved him did Christ love us, but while we were yet sinners, he died for us. He does not treat us according to our desert. Although our sins have merited condemnation, he does not condemn us. Year after year, he has borne with our weaknesses and ignorance and with our ingratitude and waywardness. Notwithstanding our wanderings, our hardness of heart or our neglect of his holy word, his hand is stretched out still. Grace is an attribute of God, exercised toward undeserving human beings. We did not seek for it, but it was sent in search of us. God rejoices to bestow his grace upon us, not because we are worthy, but because we are so utterly unworthy. Our only claim to his mercy is our great need. The Lord God through Jesus Christ holds out his hand all the day long in invitation to the sinful and fallen. He will receive all. He welcomes all. It is his glory to pardon the chief of sinners. He will take the prey from the mighty. He will deliver the captive. He will pluck the brand from the burning. He will lower the golden chain of his mercy to the lowest depths of human wretchedness and lift up the debased soul contaminated with sin. Every human being is the object of loving interest to him who gave his life that he might bring men back to God.
souls guilty and helpless, liable to be destroyed by the arts and snares of Satan, are cared for as the shepherd cares for the sheep of his flock. The Saviour's example is to be the standard of our service for the tempted and the erring. The same interest and tenderness and long-suffering that he has manifested towards us, we are to manifest towards others. As I have loved you, he says, that you also love one another. John 13, 34. If Christ dwells in us, we shall reveal his unselfish love toward all with whom we have to do. As we see men and women in need of sympathy and help, we shall not ask, are they worthy? But how can I benefit them? Rich and poor, high and low, free and bond are God's heritage. He who gave his life to redeem man sees in every human being a value that exceeds finite computation. By the mystery and glory of the cross, we are to discern his estimate of the value of the soul. When we do this, we shall feel that human beings, however degraded, have cost too much to be treated with coldness or contempt. We shall realize the importance of working for our fellow men, that they may be exalted to the throne of God. The lost coin in the Saviour's parable, though lying in the dirt and rubbish, was a piece of silver still. Its owner sought it because it was of value. So every soul, however degraded by sin, is in God's sight accounted precious. As the coin bore the image and superscription of the reigning power, so man, at his creation, bore the image and superscription of God. Though now marred and dimmed through the influence of sin, the traces of this inscription remains upon every soul. God desires to recover that soul and to retrace upon it his own image in righteousness and holiness. How little do we enter into sympathy with Christ, that which should be the strongest bond of union between us and Him, compassion for depraved, guilty, suffering souls, dead in trespasses and sins. The inhumanity of man toward man is our greatest sin. Many think that they are representing the justice of God while they wholly fail of representing His tenderness and His great love. Often the ones whom they meet with sternness and severity are under the stress of temptation. Satan is wrestling with these souls and harsh, unsympathetic words discourage them and cause them to fall a prey to the tempter's power. It is a delicate matter to deal with minds. Only he who reads the heart knows how to bring men to repentance. Only his wisdom can give us success in reaching the lost. You may stand up stiffly, feeling I am holier than thou, and it matters not how correct your reasoning or how true your words. They will never touch hearts. The love of Christ manifested in word and act, will win its way to the soul. When the reiteration of precept or argument would accomplish nothing, we need more of Christ-like sympathy. 
not merely sympathy for those who appear to us to be faultless, but sympathy for poor, suffering, struggling souls who are often overtaken in fault, sinning and repenting, tempted and discouraged. We are to go to our fellow men, touched like our merciful High Priest, with the feeling of their infirmities. It was the outcast, the publican and sinner, the despised of the nations, that Christ called and by his loving kindness compelled to come unto him. The one class that he would never countenance was those who stood apart in their self-esteem and looked down upon others. Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in, Christ bids us, that my house may be filled. In obedience to this word, we must go to the heathen who are near us and to those who are afar off. The publicans and the harlots must hear the Saviour's invitation. Through the kindness and long-suffering of his messengers, the invitation becomes a compelling power to uplift those who are sunken in the lowest depths of sin. Christian motives demand that we work with a steady purpose, an undying interest, an ever-increasing importunity for the souls whom Satan is seeking to destroy. Nothing is to chill the earnest, yearning energy for the salvation of the lost. Mark how all through the Word of God there is manifest the spirit of urgency, of imploring men and women to come to Christ. We must seize upon every opportunity in private and in public, presenting every argument, urging every motive of infinite weight to draw men to the Saviour. With all our power, we must urge them to look unto Jesus and to accept his life of self-denial and sacrifice. We must show that we expect them to give joy to the heart of Christ by using every one of his gifts in honouring his name. Subheading, Saved by Hope. We are saved by hope, Romans 8.24. The fallen must be led to feel that it is not too late for them to be men. Christ honoured mankind with his confidence and thus placed them on his honour. Even those who had fallen the lowest he treated with respect. It was a continual pain to Christ to be brought into contact with enmity, depravity and impurity. But never did he utter one expression to show that his sensibilities were shocked or his refined tastes offended. Whatever the evil habits, the strong prejudices or the overbearing passions of human beings, he met them all with pitying tenderness. As we partake of his spirit, we shall regard all men as brethren, with similar temptations and trials, often falling and struggling to rise again, battling with discouragements and difficulties, craving sympathy and help. In Romans 14, 12 and 13, So then, every one of us shall give account of himself to God. Let us not therefore judge one another any more, but judge this rather, that no man put a stumbling block 
or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. Then we shall meet people in such a way as not to discourage or repel them, but to awaken hope in their hearts. As they are thus encouraged, they shall say with confidence, Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light to me. He will plead my cause and execute judgment for me. He will bring me forth to the light, and I shall behold his righteousness. Micah 7, 8 and 9 God looketh upon all the inhabitants of the earth. He fashioneth their hearts alike. Psalms 33, 14 and 15 Jesus bids us, in dealing with the tempted and erring, consider thyself lest thou also be tempted. Galatians 6, 1 With a sense of our infirmities, we shall have compassion for the infirmities of others. Who maketh you to differ from another? And what hast you that thou didst not receive? One is your master, and all ye are brethren. Why dost you judge your brother? Or why dost you set at naught thy brother? Let us not therefore judge one another, but judge this rather, that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. 1 Corinthians 4, 7, Matthew 23, 8, Romans 14, 10 and 13. It is always humiliating to have one's errors pointed out. None should make the experience more bitter by needless censure. No one was ever reclaimed by reproach, but many have thus been repelled and have been led to steel their hearts against conviction. A tender spirit, a gentle winning deportment, may save the erring and hide a multitude of sins. To be continued. Join us again next time when Rosalie Rickards continues reading from the book The Ministry of Healing, here on your station, 3ABN Australia Radio. Let's listen to William Ackland as he shares a psalm from his paraphrase of the Bible called The Gift. Psalm 40, again a psalm of David, is for the choir director. I waited patiently on the Lord until he turned toward me and heard me. He reached down and lifted me out of a revolting pit, out of the clay that would hold me fast and placed my feet upon a rock, upon a firm foundation on which to walk. And not only that, he has given me a new song to sing, a paean of praise to the Lord. Many will see what he has done and will put their trust in the Lord. Happy is the person who puts his confidence in God, who does not favour the proud, nor takes notice of a liar. Your wonderful works are so many, O Lord, I cannot count them. And likewise, your thoughts for us are such that they cannot be recounted to you. 
If I tried to enumerate them, that is something I could not do. You wanted more than sacrifices and offerings from your people. I have understood this now. Burnt offerings and sin offerings alone were not enough. Then I said, Behold, I come. In the scroll of the book it is written to me, I delight to do your will, O my God. Your law is written in my heart. I have declared the good news of God's righteousness before the people. I have not told of your goodness in muted tones, as you know, O Lord. I have not kept the knowledge of your righteousness hidden away in my heart, but have proclaimed your faithfulness and salvation loud and long. I have not shrouded your love and your truth when all the people have gathered together. Please do not keep your loving mercies from me, O Lord, but let your loving kindness and your truth hold me in your way. More evils than I can count have hemmed me in. The evil from within has forced me down so that I cannot look up to you. They are more than the hairs on my head, causing my heart to fail. O Lord, you must deliver me. I need your help right now. Let those who try to destroy me be confused and unable to carry out their plans. Let them be driven away and flounder in dishonour. May they be dumbfounded in their humiliation. Those men who say to me, We have you in our power now. For all those who seek you, Lord, may they exult and rejoice in you. Let them say, The Lord be magnified who receive your salvation. Even though I am only a poor and needy man, the Lord thinks about me. You are the only one who can help and save me. So do not delay to come to my aid, O my God.